welcome to Soberholic Podcast. This show is designed to address topics that will encourage, equip, and inspire you to explore life's most difficult topics and overcome your biggest challenges. Today, your hosts, Roger and Jason, will share from their own experience how you can find hope and healing in recovery. All right, we're up and running just like that. Yeah. It don't take long with all this new gear, right? I know, it's fun. I you, love gear. You hooked me on gear. I don't know what it does. <laughs> I have no clue, man. I called this for a speaker forever. <laughs> Getting new gear is one of the joys of my life. Yeah. I love it. Like any kind of gear? It don't really matter. As long as it's tech-related or sound or computers, it doesn't really matter. Any kind of gear, I just love it. It's 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 an addiction itself. It could be, you know, it's expensive. Probably cheaper to start doing pills again. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> said, yeah. No, it's. I mean, it, it just depends on what kind of gear you're into. Yeah. You know, they got Max that cost thirty thousand dollars. You're the now. only guy that I know that's got like an eye pen or whatever that thing's called. Oh, uh, pencil, Apple pencil. Is yeah. that what it's called? Apple. They yeah. didn't call it eye pen. No. I mean, they have iPad, iPhones, I everything. Yeah. I think they're getting away from the eyes now. But anyway, <laughs> I, like, I love gear. That's all. Well, I'm with you, man. It's cool. I just, I'm not smart enough to use it. It's all smarter than me. And so, you know, you saw my new mixer that I bought at the house, and it's like all digital and stuff. I don't know how to use the analog mixers. And so I just jumped right off into this one. Un- uncharted territory for me you'll figure it out i'll figure i will i mean it didn't come with instruction manual but like you can learn anything on youtube today oh man anything oh yeah you hmm. can change a transmission if you follow all the <laughs> if you follow all the instructions i'm sure you can uh, well all right so here's today the show right well before we get to the show i want to talk to, uh, tell our listeners about what you've been doing with a website and so we've, um, well, I say we, like I've took part in this. I've done nothing, like zero, like may have give you a sentence to write on there. That's about all I've done. But um, we've been changing up the website some. And so it was, it's was. it been up and down for a week or so trying to work mm-hmm. it out. But I think we got most of the bugs out of it now. Yeah. Yeah, we've got uh, a new look and new look. Some, some actual pages now. It, you know, we got different pages. Yeah, because like Neil Fuller, one of the things that he talked to us one time about, he was one of the show guests here. He said, you know, it'd be cool if we could have some sort of re- resource page. Yeah. And we we did that. And it's a pretty extensive uh, resource page. There's a few links that I noticed were bro- broke on them still. Oops. Um, well, it's nothing big. Like, we're still working it out, right? Yeah. I mean, but uh, for the overwhelming majority of it, it's working good. And so if you're looking for some links maybe of resources that we talk about on here, there are treatment centers there. There's um, meeting places that you can go there. We talk about Celebrate Recovery a lot, and you can go there and link to where you can find a Celebrate Recovery anywhere in the in the world, really. Yeah. Just type in your zip code, and then there's secular meetings like AA. There's Overeaters Anonymous. Man, I mean, you just got to go look at it. It's, yes. it's a Check long it out. list. And then you even um, was able to, to, to start something that we've been talking about for a while and never have really went and done it, but we've added a donate button to it. Yeah. And we've noticed that some people really want to support what we do here, and I'm really grateful for that. We've just never had a way that people could do that. And so now they can just click there and simply give through PayPal. Yeah, that's uh, just as simple as that. And you can give through the PayPal portal with your debit card, credit card, whatever kind of cards you got. Yeah. And um, it's it's all secure and all that stuff. So it's 
new new way to support Soberholic podcast. Cool, man. All right, well, um, again, thank you, man, for doing all the work on that stuff. Um, it, it's definitely smarter than I am, but I can talk, and that's something I do well <laughs> at. And that takes two people to talk on here. And what we're going to be talking about today is about kind of when a habit becomes an addiction. You ever thought about that much? Yeah, because it's it's really it can be it can be a gray area, you know. Yeah, it's not so cut and dry, you know, at the point where you transition from something that's just, you know, a habit into an addiction. Because you can have you can have habits that are good, but an addiction, I mean, is there such thing as a good addiction? I don't think there's a good addiction. It's always a negative, you know, connotation to it, and rightfully so. Um, I've never seen the or heard the word or used the word addiction in a good way but um you know at what point do you have a habit of drinking coffee when does it become addiction and i know i've been past the threshold of having a coffee addiction I have a very bad coffee addiction as i'm just drinking it right now well and that's kind of what brought this whole idea up to me is stopping by here um, here in Alabama, it's about 95 degrees outside, <laughs> and I stopped in to get coffee at the gas station on the way over here, and that, it, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. I could go, well, I like the taste of it, and I do, but I still drink for the effect. Like, I don't drink decaf coffee. No, I mean, it's that, pointless. That's, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And so think about it this way. Have you ever, you're a coffee drinker, I'm a coffee drinker. We've just stated that. So, have you ever woke up in the morning and not had coffee? Um, there was one week a few years ago where I was not going to drink coffee because it just stopped working because I was drinking so much coffee. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even doing anything at all. And so, I, I, I didn't drink coffee for like five days. And it was definitely like a drug addict mentality behind it. Because I used to do that with weed. You know, I would quit smoking weed for a few days to reset, you know, my receptors. And so I, and yeah, I'm, I was, I definitely had a, like an addict mentality going on with the coffee. I was like, if I just lay off for a week, well, then when I start drinking it again, well, then, you know, it'll, the effect will be back. It'll start working again. Well, I know for me, every morning I wake up, I've got this routine that I do. Yes. I mean, I, so I guess you can relate with that. Oh, like, yeah. As soon as I wake up, like I don't wake up with the alarm clock anymore. My body naturally gets up between 5 and probably 5.45, usually really close to 5.30 every day. My body just naturally wakes up. My first step is going straight to the coffee pot to get that going. And then I sit down and I grab my phone and begin looking on Facebook. That's kind of my, my morning <laughs> ritual. Um you know, and my eyes aren't even open up very good yet. I could, I could stumbling through stuff, trying to fill myself through the house because it's not even daylight a lot of times then. And but that's what I do. The first thing I have to do is coffee in the morning, and it's a habit that I've started. And it's not something I started recently. I've done it for a long time. Mm. In recovery, when when I first walked into recovery, I didn't drink coffee uh, like at all. But all the people in the meetings drank coffee. I didn't understand that. And I actually started drinking like monsters and energy drinks. Yeah. And that was several years into recovery. Then 
I realized that it was probably cheaper to start smoking cigarettes again by the money I was spending <laughs> on those things. So I started drinking coffee, and here we are now with a, a definitely a habit of drinking coffee. But where does it start? To me, a habit starts really with a routine. Yeah. Would that make sense? Yeah, I, I would. To me, a, a habit is something to, like most of my habits, like coffee, I associate with another action like waking up or like, you know, having coffee after dinner, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's always linked to, to, to some other ritual or routine that I'm going through. Like whenever I get to work in the morning, the first thing I do, even if I've had coffee or not in the, you know, earlier that morning is make a cup of coffee. It's just ingrained into my routine. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, as you're sitting there saying that, I'm thinking about even when I smoked cigarettes, is there was times that I just had to smoke a cigarette. It was after I ate, first thing I woke up. Um, I guess we'll talk about, we've talked about more taboo things, but after sex was a perfect time for me to smoke a cigarette. Those are just times I had to smoke a cigarette. So uh, those were habits that I started that began out of routines. And I do believe you were talking about when is addiction good. I do believe there are good habits. I mean, yes. along with after drinking my coffee and eating in the morning, after I, I do some preliminary stuff like my Bible reading, my devotions, those things, then it's time to brush my teeth. Brushing your teeth <laughs> is a very good routine to be in. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely don't want to not have any habits like with, you know, your cleanliness and your hygiene. Um, you want to keep those. Yeah. Those are good things. That's a good habit to have. Yeah. It's a good it's reading a, your Bible. Yeah. That's a good habit. It is. And so if you haven't started that habit, you need to have that habit. And and can we talk about that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think we can, you know, talk about it some now, but I I think we're planning on having an episode later on how you know, what are some best practices to start a good habit right and start those good habits and um but i mean like bible reading um you know linking that to a routine if you say hey i want to start the habit of reading my bible every day or doing a devotional every single day if you don't build it in your routine i don't think you're really going to be successful right um you know you you have to schedule those type of things and then you have to have accountability, in, in my opinion, with with a lot of those good habits too. But you know, if you don't build it into your routine, or this is the way it is for me, you know, I'm not going to start those healthy habits. I, I read a lot of books, um, like a lot of these books that we got behind us, and a lot of the books I read are do with spirituality or they do with self help, and those just are kind of the things that interest me. I don't really read the fictional type stories and whatever I, I like to read you know things that can make me better well um one of the things that I, I read a lot in books it talks about that in about 21 days is how long it takes for an average person to develop a habit i think that's probably different for different people and it's also different based on the habit you're trying to form but i i think that based on the habit that you may have in trying to break that's it, different. It may take much longer than 21 days to break a habit. Yeah. And so uh, one of the studies that I read about it said it would even take up to like 66 days was kind of the average for people to break a habit. So 
you know, if we just randomly throw these numbers out, because I am by no means a doctor, um, I just know what I've read a bunch. On. This is our own opinion. I would definitely say it's my own opinion. I'm good. I give those. You know, take my advice. I'm not using it. This is yeah. uh, saying I heard not a long time experts. ago. <laughs> right. Um, but if it takes us 21 days to develop a good habit and 66 days to get rid of a bad habit, there's a lot of time focused on trying to do things over and over and over. And that's really what a routine does is when you get into a routine, you can can consistently do something over and over until it forms a habit. Yeah. I I would, I would vouch personally for the whole starting a habit Mm -hmm. takes around 21 days. I've experienced that several times before, most recently with trying to, um, start up, um, the habit of running, running again, I ran a marathon last year, and then I decided I was just going to be like a bear and just hibernate all winter long. And so I hibernated for seven months and then was starting up to to train for a marathon again for this year, for this fall. And, you know, I made it about two weeks in, and my my running partner, you know, was like, oh, you're back. And I was like, ah. I don't, I don't feel like I'm out of the woods quite yet. And I had, you know, I had, I had trouble that third week, but once I made it through that third week, I I felt like I was okay. And I was, I was in the clear and, and that habit of, you know, getting up at four 30 in the morning, it's, it's stuck. And and it's been about two months now. So I feel, I feel confident now, you know, after I made it through really that first month that it's going to stick now. Right. So I've experienced that that whole 21 day thing, uh, you know, I, I definitely, you know, can vouch for that. I think it's accurate. There's a lot of truth to that because I could, I mean, I, I am not running like I used to run, but I am trying to lose weight right now. And I found myself a lot of mornings that I, that I just don't want to go to the gym. Cause I've just, I've been out of it kind of like you, but I don't want to go, but there's days I just literally dress up and show up. And when I get there, then I get I start doing yes. it again. And so there's a lot of those days that I just have to force myself to get there. And it's part of the – it's creating good routines in my life. Yeah. And which creates good habits for me. Now, I, we've heard, especially in recovery, I've heard, and I would, ass, I would assume you have too, is that – the word habit and addiction kind of used interchangeably like, Oh, that, that's a bad habit to have. Mm-hmm. Well, I, as we've said earlier, I, I do believe that a habit and an addiction are two different things. Would you? Yeah. Agree? Oh yeah, definitely. Like there's a, there is a big difference to me between something that's a bad habit and something that's a full blown addiction. So, uh, you know, an example of a bad habit, to me, I'm just coming up with one off the top of my head, is, you know, maybe being rude to people, maybe being rude to, like, waiters or waitresses. Mm -hmm. That's not an addiction. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you're not, it's not destroying your life. It's not affecting your, you know, marriage, those type things. If you're somebody that goes out to eat and you're just rude to your waiters and you just order them around, you're not nice to them, you don't tip them, that kind of thing. Um, you know, that's that's just not a not a good ha- that's not a good habit to have. That's a bad habit. That's type things I think of are bad habits or maybe not using your blinker when you're driving. 
you know, those type things. I mean, I know they can be more serious than that. What Do you, do you have any examples? Well, I mean, let's look at it from being an alcoholic and drug addict. I, I kind of get this idea in my head, even though I don't really believe it, but I kind of hinge to it a lot of times, is that drinking for everyone is bad. Just because, you know, if you drink, it's bad, which is a bad habit because you drink alcohol. Well, I don't know that that's, I don't believe that's necessarily true. Now, I may even say those words, but I don't believe that's true because I believe that you can drink if you don't drink alcoholically. I think we've done that on the show before. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I can't drink. I mean, any, anything for me to drink is bad, but for the regular Joe, it may not be bad to leave work to come home or, or let's say leave work and stop by the bar and have a drink. You know, that may be a routine that he does every, every day to stop by, get him a drink and come on just to, to unwind and come on home. That in itself is not bad, but, and it could be a habit that, you know, that, that's created, but there, that can become an addiction that may even turn into a bad habit. You know, it may start as just a habit, but then it turn into a bad habit because of things that come along with that. And so I, I don't know if I'm trying to say that there's a good habit or bad habit. There are good habits and bad habits, as we said, with brushing your teeth or being rude to your waiter. There, there's good and bad habits. But I don't believe that just because you drink, that makes it I – mean, I'm saying you, you can drink – and it become a habit and not be an addiction. An addiction, right? And so, the question that I, I kind of want us to, to to maybe translate the best we can to the listeners is: When does that habit of stopping by the bar every evening for a drink? When does that become an addiction? Mm, yeah. Well, what we need to go to the definition of what a habit is. And the definition of what an addiction is. Well, I found a good one for an addiction. What would you define a habit as? Uh, I think I got one right here. I like uh, this one. This is a good one, and we kind of we kind of already talked touched on this. But a habit is a cue or trigger that tells the brain to go on autopilot while performing a routine. So that's kind of like just mindlessly doing something. Yeah, you're for just you, doing it at a at would a that habit. even work for like. Like when you're playing guitar and you're playing chords and it's just muscle memory. It's muscle memory. And you just kind of do it. You don't even think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like running. Like this morning, I didn't wake up and go, am I going to run or not? I just woke up and just started putting my running gear on. You started making coffee. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I just, I didn't ask myself, am I going to do this or not? I'm just... I'm, I've conditioned myself to get up early in the morning and do it now. And so it's something that's just a part of your routine that you don't even consciously think about a lot. Okay. Well, then here's, a, here's the definition I found for um, addiction that I liked. It says addiction is when a behavior or habit becomes compulsive and it is repeated despite recognized negative consequences. Mm. So... Um, I guess, you know, you could say that when going to the bar for your daily drink to unwind becomes negative, you may find yourself with an addiction. Right. So say, well, let's just take that guy who stops by the bar every day on the way home from work. Let's say his wife calls and says, hey, I need to I need you to pick the kids up from school. 
instead of going by the bar. Right. If she knows about it, you right. know, she might not know about it. Um, let's call him Fred. Let's, you know, if Fred uh, goes goes by the bar instead of picking up his kids, like his wife asked him to do, you know, one time, okay. But if I don't know if that would work well, in no, my family, but I get what you're saying. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe she'd kill him. Who knows? We don't know about Fred's wife. But you know, I, if if it starts becoming more important than his his obligations to his family, you know, if he starts, if he say, you know, makes up an excuse up at work to maybe get off work early and go to the bar think that's when you start crossing the line into an addiction when you're doing things that are they're going to negatively affect your life your 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 professional life your home life your spiritual life when when that habit starts negatively affecting those things and you do it anyway i think that's one sign of when you're crossing over into an addiction yeah i mean think about this um when I smoked, I, it was still a bad rap then, right? I mean, everybody knew that it was not a good idea to smoke, but we smoked anyway. And I've been quit, I don't know, about 10 years now, something like that. But uh, now, even on the packages, I mean, there's some crazy-looking packages, especially overseas. There's like Skull little and crossbones and stuff. I don't yeah. know, they're like dead babies on it. I mean, yeah. I'm serious. It's crazy. Our lungs, the stuff, like yeah. blackened lungs and yeah, stuff. I yeah, I mean, so, I mean, and you pull your cigarette straight out of it. Well, if you know, knowingly, knowing that it's going to affect you negatively, you're going to end up with emphysema and all these other things and continue to smoke, then there's probably a problem there. You see the negative consequences. Or even if you flipped it a different way of you don't follow a healthy diet and your body, you become overweight and your doctor tells you you have di- you, you have diabetes and mm-hmm. you have to do these certain things or you're going to go in and have to start taking insulin and you don't change your diet could you could say yourself would you be addicted to food in in one way or another yeah i mean that and that's something that brings up a good point that you can be doing something and have a habit that's good but there can come a point where you become addicted to it say say running Say I, you know, I had an injury, you know, I had a, I had an injury with my knee or something like that. And my doctor says, hey, you really need to lay off the running so much because it's going to make your knee worse. But if I just kept on doing it anyway and injured myself more, well, then I would say that would be an addiction because I kept doing it despite there being negative consequences. So I think there's a variety of different ways that you can cross the line of, you know, something being a habit going into an addiction. Well, even what you said there, it kind of, it makes me think of me and my addiction with being drugs. Well, I knew that drugs and alcohol was bad. I knew that smoking was bad, but I did it because I knew that it wasn't going to happen to me. And so I could see that even with running long distances, because I've heard from several doctors that long distance running is not a good thing. Um, that it puts stress on your back and these different things. I know every doctor is going to tell you something different, but for me, when I was run long distance running, my, my same answer to that was, yeah, but I'm only 30 <laughs> something. I'm, I'm different. It's not yeah, going to happen but, to me. Yeah. It, and it's almost my way of justifying my behavior, my habit that I have. And I'm, de- I'm defensive because I know it's taking control over me. 
because my habit has turned into more than I ever wanted it to. That's what it was like for me with drugs and alcohol and even running. I was running much further than I ever thought that I could. And I was proud of my achievements when I was running. And so I didn't want to quit. And, right. and so I don't know, it's kind of weird, um, especially using the running as an illustration in my life because I was doing things I never thought my body could do. Yeah. And they were in a lot of ways, good things. Cause I was in the best shape I'd ever been, but was I taking it to an extreme? Yeah. Was there negative effects there? So a good and, habit taken to an extreme can, could turn into an addiction. So a couple of signs that something is an addiction is it negatively affects your family, your relationships, your professional life. And then you start justifying it. You start justifying that habit that's pro- probably turned into an addiction mm-hmm. at that point. What are some other signs? I don't know. I think that's pretty much <laughs> the best ones yeah, there. Yeah, that gets now, into it. But like if you look at it, it neg- negatively affects my family. Well, if you, if Fred forgot his daughter um, or his children because he went to the bar, that negatively affects his family. Now, Fred may try to say, well, I haven't done anything. You, it was your fault and try to say it was the wife's fault for not getting off work. I see that happen a lot so that we can justify our behaviors. We shift blame, too. Exactly. And so it's easy to sit here and listen to maybe these things and go, do I have a habit or is it an addiction? It's easy to cross that line and, and go back in when when you are in addiction and go, oh, it's just a bad habit, you know. Oh yeah, and it's really really easy to do. You're that. justifying it exactly, right? And and you really believe that? It's not like you sit there and go, oh well, let me just justify it to get the monkey off my back. No, you 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 really believe that. And now deep inside. As you're justifying it, you probably know that it's got its claws sunk into you and you're doing it against your will. Now you may say, I can quit anytime I want to. I, I don't have to eat like this anymore. And, and that's been my thing here with the food lately is no, I, I, I've been like preparing foods and all this. Well, literally my wife cooked these good meals for me to have. And I said, no, let's, let's just go eat, go out to eat tomorrow. Or, or yesterday it was. And so I, I chose not to go do the healthy option and, and just go, go out to eat. And so that's the way I, I was justifying those things. So it's easy to see that my food has really become, I've become a slave to food. And that's probably not the words that anybody would ever want to say. You don't want to be a slave to anything, but it really kind of come, becomes that way. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, I would say one of the things that has cropped up recently that I could be between a habit and an addiction is perfectionism. Um, and just, I mean, with my Enneagram type, I'm, I'm, I'm naturally hard on myself and, um, you know, tend to overly critique myself and all that kind of stuff. But I've noticed here, here, especially lately in the last few weeks where I'll, uh, I don't think I'm good enough because I don't feel like I'm doing a good enough job. Some of that self doubt, um, that I struggle with. Um, I mean, none of this is news to you or anything, but you know, I, I see some of that, that habit of always taking inventory, and trying to figure out where I am spiritually and mentally, I, 
I see that kind of run rampant, mm-hmm. you know, with my thought processes. And, you know, it, it's been a habit of mine because of recovery. I'm always trying to be self-aware of where I am, but I think I can take that a little too far sometimes, and it can and it can be harmful to me spiritually and mentally too. Um, so that's that's one area that I'm trying to focus on right now is to try to cut myself some slack, you know, be yeah. a little bit nicer to myself, which is hard for me. Right. Um, but that's that's one area I've identified. But back to, you know our listeners, you know, who, who might be sitting there wondering, do I have something that's an addiction? And, um, you know, what, what would you suggest is something that if somebody says, okay, this might be an addiction in my life, where, what should they, where should they start as far as addressing it, how to make it better, getting help? I mean, are there some addictions that you don't really need professional help? You know, you just need more accountability. You need lower level of accountability. Um, you know, what would you suggest to somebody who's maybe just realizing I might have an addiction to something? Well, let's go back to our illustration with Fred. Okay, Fred. Good old Fred. Uh, good old Fred back at the bar again, um, getting his drink on that he's been doing. And, you know, again, we're looking at Fred, maybe the one drink guy. We're not talking about Fred going to the bar every day and getting – a slobber MC faced. hammered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, Patrick that, That's a different story what we're yeah. talking here. Well, I'm talking about Fred that goes there maybe one drink and watches the ball game and leaves, you right. know, with, with wings or something. I never went to a bar and ate any food. I, I've never ordered food from a bar. Just sips on that one beer for like three hours. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand that. But there are people that do that. Yeah, yeah. So Fred goes to the bar, he gets a drink, and this has been his routine and has maybe become his habit. But for whatever reason, this day, Fred couldn't go to the bar, um, and he gets real anxious, and the anxiety comes over him. Maybe he's angry because he didn't get to get his drink that day, kind of like I've been with coffee or cigarettes. And so those are some of the ways you can begin to see that it is an addiction. You know, when you have different mood swings, and Mm. it affects you in a way that you project it out towards other people. And so that's one way that you can really begin to see that you have an addiction. Cause I think that's where you got to start is to really determine if you are an addict of, of some, if something has, has become, it's crossed the line from a habit to an addiction. And a lot of people will probably label you as that before you label yourself as that. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody else will know if you're addicted to something way before right. you do. And you're, so they'll probably tell you, <laughs> Hey, you know, you, you may have a problem. They may not even say you're addicted, but yeah, you've really got a problem with that. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, you do. And if you hear that a few times, it, you may want to really take a look and see if that's what's going on. And so if you found yourself in a place today that you say, okay, I, I really believe I, I have an addiction that I can't handle, or let's even say it's a bad habit that I can't handle because I really believe that either one of those are kind of handled the same way is there are, there are some things I believe that you do need medical treatment for. Right. Obviously drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I mean, and that list could go into a lot of just OCD ticks and those type things, Right, you know, mental health issues that you just need help with. You know, there's other just groups. I mean, even if you looked at food, weight watchers does things for food what does it do? It creates community, which is the and same accountability. thing. And accountability, which is the same thing recovery places do. 
the, the ministry we talk about a lot here, Celebrate Recovery, those things do those same things just on a big, broad scale. I've, I've heard it said a lot here lately that only one out of three people who attend a Celebrate Recovery are actually dealing with addiction or drug alcohol, um, yeah. drug, drugs or alcohol. And so it's more so the food addict or the perfectionism, as you, as you just stated, smoking, grief, you know, those things that we still see that can turn into habits. And I know everything I just named was not a habit. But so you, you've got some support groups that you could go to. The biggest thing is to begin addressing it in and saying that maybe you do have a problem instead of justifying yeah. the problem over and over. And it's okay to really say that you're – you're struggling with something that you have an addiction that you have a bad habit of something you're doing because everybody has yeah, one. Yeah. everybody. Yeah. If you say you don't, well then you're in denial and you need to go back and listen to our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Start at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Cause like one of the things you talk about a lot is anger is, yeah. is working through anger. Well, I mean, I don't know if you consider that a habit or not, but it's something that's repetitive in your life. Right. And so those are things that you can say, okay, I can work on these things. You have to address the issue. Yeah, oh yeah. But if you never say there's a problem there, you can't work on it. Right. And and with any kind of bad habit or addiction, there is somebody that's down the road further than you. And that's where community and support of others um, who have been there before, who have walked in the in in that path to to stopping and hopefully successfully stopping a bad habit or an addiction, that's where that comes in and can be just, you know, one of the most important pieces of stopping that addiction or that bad habit is, is just to support you, to, to share tips with you on how they've stopped. And, you know, and we're here, you know, for you guys too. Um, if there's an addiction that you have and, and you just need to be pointed in the right direction of, hey, where do I find support for this? Um, you know, we might not know anything about the addiction, you know, that you're you're struggling with, but we'd be more than glad to point you in the right direction. Yeah, and even our, our, guests, um, our guests we've had on the show, I was even speaking with one of our guests yesterday, and um, they were talking about how some of our listeners had reached out to them. And oh, so wow. We yeah. do that a lot with all – in fact, we've done it with every guest we've ever had. We bring them on, and we leave their contact information there with you. And so reach out to them, and yeah. you can talk to them because we try to bring issue-specific guests on that talk yeah. about different things from you know depression, food, um, food issues – We've dealt with codependency. We've dealt with a little bit of everything. Yeah. And we'll continue to bring those guests on. And as we wrap those episodes up, we always do our final four questions where we ask them. And one of those is to find out, you know, how they can get in touch with them. And so it's cool to, to be able to offer, you know, kind of our experience as a way to see people get better, but also link our listeners with people who have been where they've been specifically yeah, specifically. Yeah, that's great. So, well, I don't know if we really answered the question. I think we, we did good with it. Um, you know, there's not a hard and fast way of saying I'm an addict or, um, I wouldn't use this as ammunition to go attack your spouse and say, <laughs> here, I told you so these guys said it. it, it doesn't work that way. But what I believe and what we believe here at Soberholic is that we believe that every person is in recovery every minute of every day. And 
if you haven't ever found what you struggle with, maybe this is a, an eye-opening episode for you to say there's something going on in my life that maybe I need to address. And yeah. that's really what started this whole show was to show that that we're all in recovery from any kind of issue. Yeah. You know, as Christians, we struggle with sin, yeah. and we all can find help through you know, we believe through support groups is one of the ways of doing it. And, and maybe it's starting a support group in your church, you yeah. know, how, however that looks for you. But to know that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, and be honest with yourself because it doesn't matter if a thousand people think you have an addiction. What really matters is if you address it or not. Yeah, it starts with you. Well, look, that's another one in the books, man. All right. I'm Roger. And Jason. We're signing out of here. Thanks for listening to Soberholic with Roger and Jason. If you like the show and want to know more, check out SoberholicPodcast.com. Please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Soberholics.